To the club the homegirl club it's your girl ja and miss donna and it's saturday morning october 7th, 7th. Mm-hmm. and we're here good morning good morning um you got anything for us today yes we'll start with entertainment news today our topic is going to be grief yes coping you know it's our mental health check-in our try to do it monthly but um, mm-hmm. September's episode. Yeah, we did the episode, but um, <laughs> it didn't record. It, it didn't go as planned. <laughs> so we just decided to go ahead and do an early October mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. and um, maybe make it a quarterly check it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily we try to monthly. Do our due diligence. So, before we get to the heavy, uh, what you got going on? Nothing too much. Um, Late, it's not really, I don't think, stuff going on in entertainment that caught my eye. But um, one thing I did see is, let's see, it's a few I could talk about, but our very own lovely Simone Biles. Oh, yes. Becomes the most decorated gymnast in history and the first female gymnast to win six all-around titles. So congratulations to our very own. Houston native, I believe, um, Simone Biles. So kudos to her. Um, and that's all I have for entertainment. That's pretty amazing. All And she's like 26 years old. Which yeah, she is. In, she gymnast, in gymnast years, mm-hmm. you know, they consider that to be pretty old. Yeah, of course. Years, she's so. still fit, too. So good for her. Yeah. And she had me a baby. So good for her. Okay. At least I think and she, she got married. Yeah. So yeah, she's doing it all. So congratulations, Simone. Um, so one of the things that I got was Ring, the home doorbell company. Um, I don't want to like, necessarily call them a security company, but you know, the video doorbell um, camera situation. <laughs> They're offering a one million grand prize to any US resident that can provide unaltered doorbell camera mm-hmm. of an alien. Ooh. It says $1 million grand prize to a U.S. resident who captures unaltered scientific evidence of a real extraterrestrial life form on their indoor or outdoor ring mm-hmm. device. Ooh, interesting. What do you think about do that? Do you believe in aliens? Um, I feel like... I don't believe in, you know, the typical green Martian aliens that people or TV kind of portrays. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do believe that... There's something out there. 
you know, why, why do we get to be the only world that has life on it? You know, I believe there are other forms of life out there that have to adapt to the planet that they live on, which would make them different from us, you know, who's to say we're not the aliens. Okay. They, they probably consider us. You know what I'm saying? You know? So yeah, I, I, I definitely believe that there's something else out there. Um, don't know what for sure, you know? Yeah. Who's to say they're not already here? Who's to say, like, you know, we haven't already captured it and don't even know that. Staying right in our face and we don't even know it. Right. Like, you know, maybe people with, like, we consider, um, you know, different types of skin diseases. Maybe that's just them adapting. Like, you know, you just never know things like that. Exactly. So that's interesting news. Um, In music news, Drake... Just dropped his new album. I haven't heard any of the songs on it yet. But um, he's talking about taking a break from music due to stomach issues. Mm-hmm. You know, getting his health back on track. Kudos to Drake. Because you hear a lot of entertainment people, sports people, sometimes they take break from their sports for their mental health. So kudos to Drake for focus, focusing on his health. He hasn't really said much, but he'll say, you know, about a year or so. Not sure how long. Mm-hmm. He just won't be doing any music. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be focusing on his health. Mm-hmm. That's good. Whatever that means. So That's good. Uh, best wishes, Drake. Uh, I found this to be funny. So, you know, the other day, we all got hit up with that emergency mm. alert system. <laughs> and, you know, I found out about it. Um, mm-hmm. somebody told me, they're like, Oh, have you heard about it? All and I was like, No. Off, and I was like, like, No, I haven't heard about it. Then they're like, Two something, all the phones went off. Yes. And I was like, Oh, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, um, uh, the testing system made prisoners hiding phones <laughs> an easy target for the prison guard. So I guess not everybody got the message. Apparently so. So, like in New York, um, a couple phones were confiscated, also in Florida, some phones were confiscated. Um, but, you know, they say most of the prisoners already knew mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. So they had turned their phones off and things like that. But there were a couple of them Ooh, who so. got caught out there. So apparently, and not like, you know, it should be a shock and surprise. Um, phones behind bars have become a growing problem. And they were trying to put in new tactics to locate them. And they have dogs now. Like, instead of drug dogs, they're called e-dogs. And they're phone-sniffing dogs. So dogs that are trained to mm. sniff out smart dogs. That's I mean, smart. phones. <laughs> yeah, so dogs that are trained to sniff out phones. That's what they're using in, in prisons mm, now. That's smart. So I'm like... That's where our tax dollars are mm-hmm. going. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then in addition to the phones, because, um, you know, the Amish community, mm-hmm. um, they don't believe in having, like, electronics or worldly things. They live a very modest life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, our news editor, shout out to Noah Thurlow. You can find him at the at Noah the nine oh four on mm-hmm. Instagram and on Twitter at n underscore t underscore low, mm-hmm. um, just sent me that the some Amish men 
um, were shunned by their church after the test outed them as being cell phone owners, smartphone owners. So they're apparently not allowed to have mm-hmm. smartphones. And then they didn't know about the alarm about to happen. And some of them had. Some. And some of them had their phones on them. So this is what the article says. While some Amish communities have slowly embraced technology, they have generally prohibited its use within individual households. So that means they don't have phones, computers, internet for personal use, um, you know, because they believe that that can ruin their longstanding tradition and, you know, connect them to mainstream life and they don't want to do that. So after the phones went off because they had them in their pocket, um, a couple of men were shunned. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. (laughs) Wonder how their reaction was when their phones went off. Um, So, well, they shunned them, which is a punitive tactic that um, they used to reinforce the church's rules. So they're not necessarily removed from the community, but they aren't allowed to interact and like participate in Mm -hmm. certain things. Mm -hmm. So like they're kind of outcast for a short period of time basically, you know, to show them who's boss. Right. So I just thought that was hilarious. Hmm. Thank you, Noah, for the information. Appreciate that. Shout out to Noah. Um, Did you find anything else? Nope. All righty. Well, good to go. Let's go ahead and move on to the main portion. Talking about grief. Just mental health in general. So. How you doing? My mental health is good. It's good. Um, we're in another month. So we got two months until the end of the year. <laughs> I was, it, it went so fast. <laughs> it has. I was actually going to say, um, when we recorded this episode the first time in mm-hmm. September, I was mm-hmm. in a different headspace. You were. Than where I am now. now. So it's like, eh. Kind of, uh, it's uh, I don't want to say it's <laughs> if the topic's irrelevant to me now, um, it's just not hitting as hard, yeah, for me right now. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that doesn't mean it's not hitting for somebody else, um, just because last month and the month before it was just coming off of a lot of grief, going to yeah. funerals, mm-hmm. a lot of people dying, yeah, um, not only in my circle, but like mm-hmm. in my friend's circle, mm-hmm. like just. Everybody was just passing away within the last two months, and it was a lot. Lots of funerals and things like that. So it was a sad time. Everything is just a lot going on. It was a sad time. Um, So grief is defined as a natural response to losing someone or something that's important to you. So it can be anything, right? It doesn't just have to be people. Mm It could be animals, people. Believe it or not, a lot of people be attached to their animals because sometimes animals can be used for emotional support as well. So even in grieving times, a lot of people use and have their animals for emotional support. And sometimes they, sometimes uh, animals can be part of their family too. And if they lose it, they just like losing a child to them. Mm -hmm. It could be even like losing a job, losing a house, Mm -hmm. you know, losing Mm -hmm. a car, things like that. All of that um, can cross grief, um, Mm -hmm. illnesses, having Mm -hmm. chronic illnesses, uh, moving to a new place, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone experiences grief 
at some point mm-hmm. in their life. Um, the biggest thing is how we deal with that grief. Like, mm-hmm. what are our coping skills mm-hmm. for that? So, like, uh, a lot of people believe in grief counseling, being able to talk to somebody uh-huh. about those kind of things, helping them navigate mm-hmm. through their feelings mm-hmm. um, and coming to terms with that loss uh-huh. in a healthy way. I personally don't do grief counseling, uh, but I know people need it. What do you think? Counseling? Um, I'm the type of person where I probably won't do the counseling, um, but I know it's a lot of people who prefer counseling because they feel like if they're talking about it to somebody, that'll help. And it's always good to talk about it instead of holding it in. So it works for some people. Sometimes it don't work for a lot of people. So, I mean, me personally, I, I, I'm not against it, but I don't think I will be. Yeah, I, I know. Just like, like, especially for people who don't know how to manage or work the emotions, like, like children. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe grief counseling is definitely important for them mm-hmm. so they can navigate those feelings yeah. of loss and mm-hmm. sadness um, and emptiness that comes along with losing um, something important. So I definitely feel like for the littles that grief counseling is definitely something that should be implemented. Correct. But you know, there are different stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens in phases um, while you're coming to terms with your loss and you can't control the process. You don't control the order Mm -hmm. that it comes in. Um, But you know, it's always, it's good to know these feelings. So you know where you're at in the process and not so you can get through it quicker, but so you can get through it better. Better, So you can get through it more smoothly. Um, You know, and this is, and these were identified as a result of Dr. Elizabeth Kubler Ross, mm-hmm. uh, who was a psychiatrist and author in the 1950s. Um, you know, she also did a lot of work with near death experiences. Um, but she, you know, identified the five stages of grief. Um, and the first one is denial. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you first learn of the loss, like, you know, this isn't happening, uh, pretending that it's not there, that's known as a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes I live in that world of denial. Yeah. Like, like I had said on our last show, like when my grandmother and my aunt died, since we were in separate states, it's easy mm-hmm. yeah. to pretend like, you know, they're just over there still. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, they're dead until I remember, like, I need something or I want something and they would have been my go-to and then I have to be like, then I have to come to yeah. terms with it again. Like, oh, shit. But for the most part, you know, it's just like we were already separated so the separation wasn't that much harder emotionally it was but physically not so much um how about you um when i said last time um i think it um i was kind of in denial when i lost my aunts like yeah, I went down there to the funeral, but, you know, I was still interacting with family members, just like, hey, like we getting together for another reunion or, you know, just there just to visit. But then when I actually, we actually got back here to Florida because they say in Texas, when we actually got back here to Florida, you know, reality hit, like, dang, they're gone. Like, I really just went back home for two funerals, you know, so. 
and I just was just like in denial, still going on about my day, but still hurting on the inside. Right. So, you know. Another stage um, is anger. Mm-hmm. Um, see that a lot. You see that a lot. And that usually goes along with like the feelings of being frustrated and helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might direct it at other people. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot because of people you don't, take you don't know who out. to blame. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people take their anger out of you for like, dang, what I do? Right. It comes so fast that you like, did I, like you, y'all could be in the conversation. Next thing you know, the conversation went left, and you like, dang, what did did I say something wrong? Because you sometimes you have to second guess yourself, like, dang, did I do something wrong? But then everything will come out in the open, like, oh, that person is really hurting, so they just needed somebody to take their anger out on. Then another step is bargaining. During this stage, you start with the that the what ifs if I only had because mm-hmm. I was just gonna ask you how is that but then yeah that, that yeah sense. so like you know what if I had talked to them more yeah. you know mm-hmm. um what if I would have seen them more that kind yeah. of thing if yeah. only I had done this mm-hmm. then maybe that you know thinking all the things that you could have done to prevent Her the loss it, yeah you know or trying to strike a deal with a higher power like. Mm-hmm. I'll do this if right. I can get, yeah. Right. <laughs> I know you don't see that. Like, I'll, go, I'll start going to church, yeah. I promise. Yeah. 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 If they give, you just let them get better. Yeah. That kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is depression, mm-hmm. where the sadness sets in as you begin to understand the loss, like you're coming to terms with mm-hmm. it. Uh, and, you know, some of those signs include crying, sleep issues, decreased appetite, you know, feeling regretful, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, lonely. Um, I think depression is natural as a sign of grief. You know, something's been taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be deeply sad about it. Mm-hmm. Something you care about. Um, I think the trick is not to live there in the world of depression. That's when it becomes a problem. Exactly. Another stage is acceptance. And this is when, you know, you finally accept the reality yeah, of the yeah. new situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're still sad, but it's time to start it's moving right, on. Yeah. Getting yeah. on with your life. Knowing that they're not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know. This is not like a step one, step two, step three. Like you may go back and forth between mm-hmm. some of these stages. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I live in the world of denial. Yeah. For most of my mm-hmm. deaths, because you know, the person and I were already physically separated by living in different states. Right. So it makes it easy. It makes it easy. Um, some physical signs of grief can include tiredness, headaches, nausea, upset stomach, mm-hmm. joint pain. Loss of appetite or increased appetite. I like to eat my feelings. Mm-hmm. I love cake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who I'll don't? say that every time. Nice cake and cupcakes. Yeah. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. And then um, some ways to cope. How do you cope with grief? Mm. Like I said on the last um, episode, eating. I like to eat, too. And I think that's why I gain so much because I, I, I just eat. Like... It can be like a snack or junk food. Just got to have a bag of chips or something. Like, just for me not to think about it and my mind is on eating. Okay, let me just go eat this. Let me go do this. So that's how I really cope with it. I don't, and I'm the type of person, I don't like to talk to nobody. Like, when I'm grieving about something, I keep all, I know they say it's not good to hold bottle all up inside. But I just would rather just eat my pain away until I find a good way for me to get get over it. Um, I like snacks, but I like to work out. Mm. I like to work through things by yeah. working out. I like yeah. to get active. 
um, some ways to cope or give yourself time, you know, accept the mm-hmm. feelings as mm-hmm. they come. Understanding that grieving is a process you have to go yeah. through. Yeah. Um, talk to others. Spend time with friends and family. You know, don't isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself. Exercise regularly. Yeah. Eat well. Get enough yourself. sleep. And return to your hobbies. Get back to normal life. Things that bring you joy. Yeah. All good, son. Join a support group. Speak with others who are also grieving. That's <laughs> are we talking about that. No, I'm good. Like I mean, it may work for some. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not the support group type. Because you might not agree. Person, I just I don't I don't do groups of strangers. Like Weird. I can talk, I can talk to my friends about things that are going on, but I just don't do groups of strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sense. uncomfortable in groups of strangers. Makes sense. I I can't do it. So I won't do it. Okay. I won't. Um, I have to be I have to basically be thrown into a room of strangers. Mm-hmm. Like even at work, like when we like when we do trainings and things like that. I just like, don't no, do No, just put me in a desk over here in the corner by myself. Yeah, I don't do, <laughs> I don't do groups of strangers. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not that type no, of person. I get it. I get it. Not that type of person. Mm-hmm. Well, this is Halloween month. You got any plans? I don't. I don't. I don't. Might go taking the kids around, you know, because I know last year we went into the Inglewood area and, you know, we walked around the area because Inglewood Church, they had a, a something going on for the kids and we went through that. But, no, I don't have any plans. Might come to the school for the... That's about it. But actually, Halloween, no. No plans. It's on a Tuesday this year. Halloween? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, no It plans. is definitely on a Tuesday this year. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about these streaming services because I've been trying to watch Baddies East. And you can only get it on the Zeus Network. Yeah, and then can. you have to subscribe to the Zeus Network, five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars. Somebody out there got it. For the year. And I'm like, I don't even know if that's a show I really want to watch. Waste my five ninety nine on right. Right. Or that's worth paying for like what other shows would we even have that would conf- I'm not even into reality T V like that. That's not like a whole that's a whole network of reality TV, but mm-hmm. I'm like, we already have Bravo, and like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, why they couldn't just have it when Bad Girls used to come on We TV? Why it just couldn't be back on We TV? Right, like, we like, already have networks for that, and now you want us to pay for a separate network? Right, right. So I'm just like, um. So I was a little hot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm just like, do I want to? Because I'm subscribed to everything else. I don't want to subscribe to something else. else. Yeah, that's just another payment coming out. And, I'm and for a show that you'll watch once. Probably maybe. one time. And I might not like that first episode. I'm like, you know. This and then forget to cancel your subscription. <laughs> and now they're charging you. you're charging. You're like, whatever. Forever. <laughs> and then when you go try to get a refund, you want to be like, well, I ain't watched the show. Exactly. I ain't use the network. So refund me all the money I ain't used. But they're going to be like. Go ahead nope. and take it up. Just go ahead and Not take it all. up. Not gonna, at all. That's going to be another part of my depression. Like, dang, I should have canceled this. That's great. How do you think children deal with grief? Some kids um, don't deal with it good because that 
uh, gears them towards acting out. A lot of act out in school. Some might act out in home, you know, as far as losing a parent or, you know, any loved one. And that hits them close to home. So some of them do not, you know, act toward, they, they act out as far as going towards the street, like doing drugs and all that other stuff. God, children doing drugs. Yeah. I mean, I would say children have to be taught to deal with those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you have children who don't know how to deal with the emotions and you get adults who don't know how to deal with their emotions, you know, and it goes both ways, men and women. Because I know, like I said, I know. Of and that's you. how we end up with mm -hmm. these toxic-ass relationships. Oh, yeah. Because oh, people yeah. don't know how to handle their, their emotions. emotions. While you were um, talking about um, depression, it said um, it says depression is one of the lowest stage in in grief in the grieving process. One of the lowest, longest. Oh. Uh, far as all the stages, is depression is the longest because people can linger it in for months, if not years. So years, months. Depression can cause feelings of helplessness, sadness, and lack of enthusiasm. Well, because like once you get there, it's hard to get out. Get out, yeah, yeah. Unless you have, like you said, unless you're talking to somebody or unless you have a good support system that can, you know, that because some people that who has um, been in depression for a long amount of time probably don't have a good support system, probably don't have nobody there encouraging them. And it's all about having somebody to encourage you and having a good support system. Support systems are important. It is. Um, but like real support systems, right? Not like... Not just that fakeness. Yeah, because I mean, you'll have people who are like, oh, you know, I, I'm there for you. Let me know if you need anything. But then when it really comes down to it, like, mm -hmm. where are they? And not just like, and then people seem to think like that you only need material things. Yes. Like, yes. no, like maybe I just need a friend to just like sit here. Mm hmm. And just stare at here, so yeah. I don't have to be here alone. Exactly. You know, like maybe I just need another presence, mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel so lonely. But you know, people don't think about things like that. Oh. Like, and then they expect you to ask, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But should you like? Should a person know, or should you when when you're in the grieving process? Should a person know to provide emotional support or should you have to ask for it? I don't think you should ask because that just might trigger something. But if you know, then, and if you're a good support system, you can just, so for instance, if you're grieving and you need a support system, you might not want to even talk about it. You might not even want to say one word. You just probably want to be in a daze. Okay, well, if you had a good support system, okay, I'm going to sit right here and be in a daze with you until you're ready to talk. I'm not going to ask you, you ready to talk about it? Because that's just going to be putting pressure on them. Like, dang, I got to go back and think about, dang, I just lost someone. I got to go back to that mind frame of me going to the funeral, me seeing them laying in the casket, me, whatever kind of situation it was versus me just sitting here, just waiting for you to talk about it. I think that'll help a whole lot of people too and not trigger them going back. So if you like a good support system, I'll just be here and just like, just hang out. Just get that eye contact, and then you be like, start talking. Okay, here we go. We're getting somewhere. Do you think, like, 
there's a difference between how men and women handle grief? I think it is. I think it is a bit of a difference. Who do you think handles it better? Maybe women. Why? I don't know why. I mean, because I feel like women can be more... Well, I don't know. Let me take that back because some men cannot... Because I was going to say women can be... Uh, hold it different, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Versus men taking their anger out... Um, and I, and I feel like that's sometimes where domestic violence come in into some relationships Be, um, versus, you know, a man putting hair on a woman as far as they done dealt with something. And so they need somebody to take it out on. So they take it out on their partner. So I think um, women handle it better versus men because they need somebody to take their anger out on because of something that happened in their life as far as losing someone or seeing someone be, be you know what I'm saying? So... That could be a factor. That's interesting. Um, I was going to say, I feel like it can go both ways because I feel like it would be more dependent on the personality type, right? Because you'll have people that like, one, are just going to keep going and going right. to act like nothing wrong. Like nothing wrong. Right. going to go through every day. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people who are going to shut down mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, are going to need that extra support to be able to get out of their funk. Either way. Both people are not dealing with the situation, right? They're just coping with it right. differently. And then, you know, you'll have the people that will go through all the stages of grief, you know, mm-hmm. and it'll be a wonderful outcome for them. You know, they'll go through every stage appropriately. And you'll have people that will just be stuck mm-hmm. in certain stages and will never get out of it. Yeah. I feel like that's more of a personality type thing and then again how you're taught to cope with those feelings yeah that's a good that's a good point too i guess you can look at it at both ways though because i guess some women can take it out on men too it depends on their situation Mm -hmm. so yeah you can look at it both ways so i feel like as far as grief goes that's that's not something that's necessarily gender specific. Mm-mm. And I feel like that's yeah. something that everybody, everybody goes through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody deal with. Everybody has to go through. Yeah. Not just man or woman. Yeah. You know, and I feel like you should belong to some kind of group. Um, you know, like find your tribe, find your support system. Yep. You know, support system is the main issue. As long as you have a good support system, you sh- you can get through it. As long as they there encouraging you and not putting you down in your in your grief, you will you you won't have a long long grieving process if you have a good support system. And remember, there are helplines out there. Like if you need to speak with anybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's like every state has. Well, I don't know if every state, but I know most they states have their own mental yeah. health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, local, yeah. You know, eight hundred number that mm-hmm. you can call or mm-hmm. like that. Most of them have a text number, um, like in Florida, I believe it's 988. Mm-hmm. So if you text 988 from your phone, uh, you'll be connected to some mental health specialist. Yeah. Um, there's also the suicide prevention line that you can look up and call. Um, if you're a veteran, they have the veteran crisis line that you can call, um, you know, and they're all free. Yeah. Different like behavioral health centers. Sometimes they have like little program that they offer as well. 
Um, you know, and they also offer it. Like, and if you actually don't want to talk to someone, if you're better at texting, they have chats mm-hmm. that you can chat lines um, that mm-hmm. you can text also. Mm-hmm. So you can chat as well through a phone or a computer. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to necessarily talk to someone. So they make it convenient to be able to reach out to someone. And speaking of making it convenient to be able to reach out to someone, Donna, tell them where they they can find us. All right, y'all. Y'all can follow us on our TikTok page at the Homegirl Club. Um, Go check us out on their um, new videos and pictures coming soon. So stay tuned to that. Also, you can follow us on our Instagram page on the homegirl underscore club 23 um go follow us as well on instagram and follow our page and you can also send us an email let us know what topics you want us to discuss what you want to hear um let us know about how you're coping and dealing with Mm -hmm. your grief any tips that you may have yeah um any support systems that you know of yeah Uh, our email is the homegirl club at gmail.com look i did it the whole way through this time (laughs) congrats Um, (laughs) And if you haven't done it yet, join the club, the homegirl club.